Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Okay, welcome to um, the uh, Christmas edition of SFP Now. Um, this is kind of a, a freeway joint production between uh, Genretainment, SFP Now, and Super Geeked Up. With us today is uh, Matt's pal from Genretainment, and we have Jeff um, from Super Geeked Up. How are you guys doing? Doing good. I'm doing, doing great. Merry, Merry Christmas, everyone. Or happy, you guys say Happy Christmas in England, right? Um. That's- or is the Harry Potter movies incorrect? Am I getting the um, wrong? We, we, we use both. It's just that, you know, the Harry Potter movies are made by, you know, middle class Englanders in, and they, they kind of like to try and be different and posh and they say Happy Christmas. We just say Merry fucking Christmas. <laughs> oh, well, that's good. That's going to kind of lead into one of my Christmas yeah. movies. Is that popular with the kids? <laughs> um. Well, if they, if they live on a council estate like I do, yeah. <laughs> I want to start saying that. For Merry fucking Christmas. Okay. Well, we're going to start this uh, start this show off. Basically, we're going to be talking about uh, Christmas-themed movies and Christmas-themed uh, science fiction fantasy TV shows. Or episodes, yeah. Or episodes. Because after a while, you know, they, they always do a Christmas episode. It's sort of like the... Uh, sort of like the thing and 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 some actually do too and i know for a fact that jag which isn't a sci-fi show but when that was on that they they pretty much did a christmas episode every season so you know i think it depends but we're going to start it off with the uh, movies and uh and just wondering uh, which one of you guys wants to kick this off um, one, of, one of my favorite holiday themed ones is scrooged did you guys like yeah, that one you know what? I've never seen it. It's the Bill Murray one, right? Yep, yep. You've never seen Scrooge. No, yeah, I just realized I've never seen Scrooge. Wow. You, you, you need to you need to get it on Netflix or whatever and watch that film. It's hilarious. Now it's it's basically a take on a Christmas Carol. Is that right? Or yeah, modern take comedy. Yeah. It's got yeah he, John Glover in it. He plays um he plays a TV executive. And um, basically, he's uh, putting on this uh, version of Christmas Carol. It's a live TV show, and um, the the trainer is actually scaring the the, the older viewers and stuff like that. <laughs> it's a uh, rehashing of you know a classic story, which could be been done to death in a way, but but Bill Murray did a pretty good job making it entertaining without totally rehashing and being boring. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. and it had some great casting in it as well. Oh yeah, intense. Had, uh, There's John Glover. I don't know if you remember Bob Bobcat. Was it God? Goldwith. Yep. Goldwith or something. Yeah. Yep. Buster Poindexter. Carol Kane. Lee Majors is in it. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah, Lee nice. Majors right at the beginning. And that's that's so like we're going to mention Lee Majors a little bit later on as well. So. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yep, you have to check was, it out. Was that I actually? I just wrote it down to to remind myself. I, I would like to check it out. Since you brought that up, uh, I'm just going to add, and I, it's not really obviously sci-fi, but the uh, Christmas Carol is actually probably I would say my all-time favorite Christmas story. Mm-hmm. And you're right, Marx has been done a million times, but I don't know, dude. I always dig it. 
And uh, the one I thought of is the, you know, just a few years ago, they did the CG animated one. Um, it was Jim Carrey, is that who did it? The, mm-hmm. uh, right? I really like that one. I thought they did a really good job. I don't know if you guys saw it. But... I don't think I saw that one. Nope. Yeah, I think it's really worth checking out. Like, the animation's great, and, uh, but I think they, it, was a, it was a cool telling of the story, too. I, I've not seen that one yet. I mean, one of my favorite versions of A Christmas Carol is the uh, 1951 version with Alistair Sim. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Scrooge. You know, to me, that's probably the best version that they've done. Um, awesome. Of, of A Christmas Carol. So, so what about another movie? Anybody else have another one? yippee Kaye, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> is that Star Trek? No. Yeah, that's what that's what Captain Kirk was uh, in the original script was gonna say every time he beamed down to a planet to Scotty. I'd watch that, dude. So would I. That would like I would just watch it for that line every episode. I don't care if it was shit. The rest of the like actually, if they take the first season of okay, actually, it, first off, let me say, folks, uh, Next Generation is one of my all-time favorite shows. It's amazing, right? Mm-hmm. But the first season of that show is total shit. So if Patrick Stewart just said that line every episode, it would have improved first season by like one thousand percent. He just he just replaced "Make It So" with that line. Exactly. You <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just said "Give me motherfucker" instead of like "Engage" or "Make It So," and they went to war speed. Yeah, it would have been even better if they kind of, if he went into a duet with uh, with Roy Rogers singing "Yippee <laughs> <laughs> that would be very bizarre. Awesome. Well, it's, you know, Star Trek wasn't was wasn't like Star Trek was uh, wasn't bizarre, wasn't it? You know. So so we're on a complete total tangent. It's not actually but Star Trek. Die Hard. Yes. Die Hard is obviously. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's my favorite Christmas movie like ever. And I know it's kind of, I don't know it's kind of a weird one, but it's set at Christmas, so everybody counts it as a Christmas movie usually. I find so. And uh, yeah, it's just like it's one of the best action movies that's ever been created. I think so. Mm-hmm. That's what they need. They need to make a, an action Scrooge movie. Oh, so a, an action version of a Christmas Carol? Yeah, yeah, that, that'd be cool. That would be cool. That would be really cool, Mark. That's a great idea. <laughs> All right, let's do that. Well, Mark, you you're a fight choreographer, so we got that covered. There we go. We're both writers, directors. Mm-hmm. Ian does music. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're on a good start. Okay. Yep. Yep. It's gonna be a League of Geeks production, <laughs> dude. You haven't heard any of my music yet, so. <laughs> oh no, that's fine. Look, this is a, I, you know, this is a, it could be a goofy action movie. Who cares? <laughs> okay, I can go with that. Yeah, you know, so like a Die Hard. You could also class Die Hard Two as Christmas as well, because that's also. Is that set at Christmas? Christmas. Yeah. Um, because you know, basically, his wife's coming home for the Christmas holidays on the plane. Sort of thing, and he he goes out to save her. I don't have a great. I've seen it, of course, but that's the one I don't have a great recollection of for some reason. He's in L.A., right? Or no? Or is he? Yeah, that was an airport, right? Number two. Yeah, he's an airport, I think. Yeah, I think think he's an airport. He's all in an airport in number two, and num- number three is the one where he's with Samuel, Samuel Jackson. Jackson. That's why I remember that one. Mm. Yeah. Number four's um, kind of forgettable. As I actually five. kind of like that one. Uh, Justin Long is in it. Kevin Smith's in it. You know, the most recent one, the fifth one, I couldn't even get through it. I had to turn it off. It's just dreadful. <laughs> yeah, um, you, the you're Russian one. You. The Russian one. Yeah. yeah. I actually went to cinema to see that one with my sister, and um, you know, if I'd been on my own, I probably would have walked out after the first half an hour. So yeah. It's just so like it, it just wasn't grabbing me. It's almost like uh, it's almost like 
he no longer cared about the character anymore. Exactly. That's the thing. I really felt he was just completely phoning it in and just like, I don't give a shit, guys. You're paying me a bunch of money. I'm just going to do whatever the fuck I want at this point. <laughs> like, which sucks because that's so. such a great character, you know? Yeah. Like, in the first movie, John McClane and Hans, was it Hans, uh, fuck, what's the guy's last name? Hans Gruber. Gruber, thank you. Those are what two, what a great protagonist and antagonist, right? Mm-hmm. And like their dialogue, and oh, it's so good. I like the fat beat cop and the, the whole relationship. Oh, yeah, Reginald Van, Van Johnson, right? From uh, yeah. Family Matters. Yeah, I thought, I, thought, I thought the relationship that formed between McLean and the beat cop was great. Oh, you that know? is great. That, that's just great writing right there. It is, yeah, that movie's so well, so well done. And, um, you know, I guess you could also class the first Lethal Weapon as a Christmas film as well. Was it Christmas? Yes, yeah, I don't remember that. It was, really? It was set during Christmas, yeah. Because remember, before he goes to the, before he goes, you know, before he goes to the fight, you know, the, uh, the the character that he's going up against at the end, he breaks into uh, to, to, to Riggs' house. And, you know, Riggs has gotten you know, everyone out beforehand. Breaks into Riggs' house and he goes through and uh, Scrooge is on and he shoots the TV, no, TV screen. It goes, Merry fucking Christmas! <laughs> oh, so that's where it's from, that line. Okay. I think so. I, you know, I wasn't really thinking about Lethal Weapon when I came up with that. <laughs> sort of like... So, Christmas Carol, a lethal Christmas Carol. There you go. We got a name now. Yeah, oh, we lethal, do. <laughs> lethal Christmas Carol. And we could do a sequel and call it Crimbo. In Die Hard. Crimbo? <laughs> is that like an action movie version of Krampus? Krampus, whatever? Or, or is it like Rambo for Christmas? Uh, it, could be, it could be Rambo for Christmas, yeah. There you go, there you go, yeah. I mean, Crimbo is actually, um, I don't know if you have that in the States, but it's kind of like a slang term for Christmas we have here in the UK. We you definitely know, do not have that here. <laughs> because it's usually when we can't be bothered saying Christmas, we just say Crimbo. <laughs> <laughs> It's too difficult. <laughs> That's a long word. <laughs> you know, cr- Christmas is it just it, there's just too many words. It's you know too much of a mouthful. Crimbo so much easier. <laughs> I'm gonna throw I, another I, movie I, out there. That's you want to throw another one out? Yep, yep. Gremlins. Oh, that's Christmas too. Oh yeah. Yep. The first. It's the, funny all these movies I forget about that are set at Christmas. Gremlins two, eh? But Gremlins one was a classic, and it was they're both Christmas. I love Gremlins 2. You like Gremlins 2? I thought Gremlins 2 was as good as 1. I liked them both. I thought they were brilliant films. You know, I, I love the talking Gremlin in Gremlins 2. You know, it's so hilarious. It kind of sounds like my mate's side of town. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a friend who's a comic book writer, um, pretty well-established comic book writer in the UK, and he kind of sounds like the Gremlin from Gremlins 2. <laughs> so which one had Christopher Lee and Robert Picardo? Were they that was the second one. Second one. <laughs> Really? Yeah. I don't know if I've seen the second one. I gotta go. If those two guys are it, I would totally watch it. <laughs> yeah, Robert Cardo plays the uh, chief of security, um, and Christopher Lee plays um, play, plays an evil scientist. So he's kind of typecast. So both Gremlin movies are in the eighties, right? Uh, yeah, I think I think the second one is just about in the eighties. I think it came out in eighty nine. Okay. So does Robert Ricardo? I envision Robert Cardo as never changing. Look at the way he looks at all. Does he look exactly the same as he looked like in Voyager and the way he looks now? He had a wig on. <laughs> oh, he had a wig on. <laughs> so he looks totally different then. All right, good. So, so he, he, kind, he kind of looks the same but different because he's got a wig on. 
<laughs> Does he have a wig still... or does he just still have his hair? <laughs> no, he's, no, he's got a wig on. Okay. He, he, you know, it kind of looks really fake. He's got a wig on. <laughs> but yeah, it's, um, they're, they're both good films. I was, um, you know, the, the girlfriend's tragic Christmas stories about, uh, you know, about, about Santa Claus coming down the chimney or something. I can't, I can't remember it exactly. But... Santa horse or Santa whore? What did you just say? Santa Claus. <laughs> Coke Claus. <laughs> he just starts getting this Christmas porn, apparently. <laughs> can, can I get a visit from Santa Whore instead? All right, wait. Isn't that what, isn't that what we're going to do? Movies, TV, and then porn, right? Isn't that the three sessions we're going to do today? Did you research for that, Jeff? <laughs> I, well, the last one, I did a lot of research. <laughs> okay. Oh, dear me. Um, I've got one I can throw out. Okay. And this one's um, a couple of years old. Um, it's not exactly set during Christmas, but it does have Santa Claus in. And it's called Rise of the Guardians. Oh, yeah? Oh, shit. I want to see that. Is it good? It's it's a fantastically fun film, yeah. It's got, you know, you've got Jack Frost in it. You've got, you've got Santa Claus in it. You've got... Uh, Easter Bunny? The Easter Bunny. Um, it's 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 a really fun film, man. I I was quite surprised because I saw like I don't really watch many cartoons or animated films anymore. Yeah. But when was... I see this one, I just really liked it. It was a good one. Well, and it's all different takes on those characters, right? Uh-huh. It is a kind of like the, you know the ja- the kind of like more streetwise, I guess would be the word. Yeah, a little more. Action-y. Yeah, like the Easter, the Easter Bunny is like you know beats people up, right? Or death takes no prisoners, that kind of deal. Or that was the Didn't he have boomerangs or something. I think he did, yeah. Yeah, it's a little Australian accent. <laughs> oh, nice! I can see the Easter Bunny being Australian. Yeah, I've just actually pulled up a, a Pinterest site of um, loads of concept art from from the film. And, and Sandman, right? Wasn't he? Yeah, and I think they're up against the um, God. What was the name of the baddie in it now? So like something, something dark or something. You know, I actually don't remember off the top of my head. Hmm. Mm. But, was it Jack Frost, or is that was that the main character? No, I think Jack Frost was like the main character. He's yeah. kind of like one of the Guardians. So who was? Hmm. It was it was Santa Whore. <laughs> <laughs> actually, that's that's a new porn movie that we're going to talk about. That, that's, because... that's got it. That's actually got to be a movie, a real porn movie somewhere. Yeah, probably, probably. Well, you know, while we're on while we're on the subject of uh, Santa, we could we could talk about Santa's sleigh. Which is a movie. It's a horror movie. Is that movie. a horror movie? Yeah. I have not seen that one, I don't believe. <laughs> so it's spelled S-L-A-Y, right? Uh, S-L-A-Y, yeah. So Santa's going around killing people? Uh, pretty much. Basically what it is, is um, Christmas was a, a crock, basically. It was a crock of shit. Um, the, an angel made a bet with um, a demon called Something Claus um, so many, many years ago, and... Um, the, the demon lost the bet, and as a result of losing the, losing the bet, he had to go around spreading goodwill and presents every year, you know, at Christmas. But the contract has come to an end, and, you know, he's reverted back to his demonic state, and he just goes around uh, slaying everyone. It was actually it was actually uh, directed by a guy called David Steinman, and it had Bill Goldberg, Douglas Smith, uh, a mealy raven in it, sort hmm. of thing. But it's it's quite a fun film, you know. If you if you're not not into the traditional Christmas films, you you got that. And, and ooh, you know Robert, what? It's, it's pretty common actually. Not necessarily that they're set at Christmas, but 
for horror movies that could be coming out of Christmas recently, almost like it's counter-programming, you know, the last mm-hmm. few years, I think. Yeah, I mean, we've got Krampus coming out this year, which is an, which is another one, isn't it, sort of thing. So. Yeah, that's a yeah. new one. It's already out over here, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not out over here yet. Um, I think they're going to save it's Christmas Day. <laughs> Basically, Santa Claus is actually a demon who lost a bet with an angel, so he becomes the giver of toys and happiness. But when the bet is off, he returns to his evil ways. But that, that's a that's quite a funny film. It's not it's not a serious horror film. It's one of these you know really goofy, really cheaply made ones. Mm-hmm. Good. But, that was the best kind. I'm trying to think of another horror movie. There's other Christmas horror movies, right? I'm trying to. There's gotta be. Yeah. It's quite. I mean, there's actually one on Amazon at the moment that I keep sort of hovering over renting it, but I'm not too sure yet. It's got William Shatner in it, and that's kind of why I'm not too sure. Well, that should tell you right there. What is it? Uh, God, I can't remember. I can't remember what it's called, but it's um, it's kind of Christmas horror movie. That's why I'm DB William Shatner. Oh, isn't it? you know, there is a kind of classic slasher horror movie. Black Christmas. Oh yeah, the yeah. Uh, the original was made in the seventies. Yeah, that's they, the one. Few years back. Seventy four, I believe. That's the one I was trying to think of. Yeah, which isn't actually half bad for a seventies horror movie. It wasn't half bad. It was kind of it's kind of like the forerunner to the uh, Halloween movies and and all that. It was, yeah. So it's very historic for development of slasher films too, which is odd for a holiday theme movie. I don't know. I mean. Um... If you've ever spent time with my family over Christmas, um, yeah, you can't kind of wish you were in a slasher film. Oh, <laughs> <geez>. <laughs> um, but yeah, that you know, they, they, there's there's quite a lot of holiday horror movies. Um, so, um, any other movies? So one that I do like that I know gets a bad rap, but I love the um, cinematography and directing and such of it is uh, Edward Scissorhands. So with that movie. You know, again, you're not going to believe it, but I have never seen it. Uh, I thought that movie was, like, quite beloved. You're saying it gets a bad rap, really? Well, I, I guess people you love it or hate it. I, I, uh, I enjoyed okay. it. So I've only seen it twice, and I enjoyed it both times, but it's not one that I can, so like, you know, repeat and you go back and forth to. You know, I've got to be in the mood for it. Yeah, well, the fact you watch it twice is good. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't exactly call it a Christmas movie. I'd call it more sort of like a, you know, a gothic fantasy sort of thing. Because I'm not sure if he's. I'm not sure it's even set at Christmas. Well, there's snow. I remember that. I feel like it was <laughs> Christmas. Well, so it's like, well, snow must equal Christmas. Exactly, right? <laughs> Dude, that was just Tim Burton's dandruff. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, I'm going to find out if it's Christmas time or not. <laughs> Continue on. I'll, I'll figure this out. <laughs> okay, well, um, my, my last Christmas film is, um, is a, a classic. From 1946, made before even I was born. It's called It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, of course. You know, so like, um, directed by Frank Capra, who already directed four movies, um, from from what I can tell. Uh, starred the late Jimmy Stewart. Yeah, of course, it's a classic, so. Yeah, I finally saw that, a, like, just a few or several years ago, and yeah, it, it definitely lives up to how it's built. It's really awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a wonderful life. It's all like it's kind of got quite a bit of sentimental meaning to me because my uh, father, my late father, not necessarily my late mother, you know, because she wasn't as into it, but my late father would have, you know, he'd have us watch that and he'd have us watch uh, the Alistair Sim Scrooge every Christmas Eve. It sort of became our tradition. 
you know, in, in the family, we'd watch those two movies without fail every year, sort of thing. We'd break them out on Christmas Eve while we're having a few drinks and stuff. Were they talking about making a remake? They they were talking about doing a sequel uh, oh, a couple of years back. Um, I, I I think they they, they I, I actually I can confirm that they actually um, didn't get the get get to go through with it because had they got to go through with it, it would have been due out Christmas this year because they were talking about back in 2012. There's no need, I think, to do anything else with that. <laughs> no, it's one of those classics you just can't really yeah. uh, improve on too much, if at all. And it, it, there was talk about doing a remake a remake of it uh, in, in the early 2000s, and uh, Tom Hanks was actually approached to take on the role of George Bainey, but he turned it down. Mm-hmm. He basically said that he didn't want to. Um, he didn't want to sort of like uh, sully his memories of the original film, and he he didn't agree with the idea of remaking it. Yeah, that's a tough one to remake. Cool, good for him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> Edward Scissorhands came out in December in theaters, and it and it takes place during the Christmas season in story. So close enough. Ah. Uh-huh. So. Mark knows his shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's just taken about half an hour to look up on Wiki. Come on, <laughs> you had to go and look. I had to check three sources to make sure it was right. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear me! Any more movies? Are we done the movies? I think that's it. But I think, of course, you have to mention one of the craziest ones ever is Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I've heard of it, but I haven't seen it. (laughs) (laughs) Or is it not? Is that a real? Is that? Is it a real movie? Oh yeah, yeah, it's real. That is right. Oh yeah. (laughs) I'm just happy at the fact I don't know if Matt's actually seen it, but there's actually a Santa Claus versus the Martians with riff track done by myself and uh, and and Sean, who does a lot of the sound editing. On, 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 on here and his wife. We we kind of uh, were taking a piss out of the film while we were watching it and recorded what we said over the movie. And it's in several parts, and I think it's somewhere out there on YouTube. Oh. And and I'm just laughing at that because I was actually listening to it the other day, and I'm thinking, did I really do this? <laughs> if you give me you a know, link, I'll put it in the show notes. You know, this is this is just total crap. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we would have been better off scripting it, but. You know, we we kind of recorded a riff track to the entire movie. <laughs> all right. So, do we have any more movies? Anybody else got anything else? I'll just throw out there. It's not sci-fi at all, but I don't know. I can't think of Christmas movies and not think of Home Alone. You know? Oh, that's true. Yeah. Well, Macaulay Culkin isn't exactly of this earth. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What? Macaulay Culkin is 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 kind of like he's a lizard in a skin suit, dude. <laughs> what? He's not human. What? <laughs> okay. <laughs> he has some interesting feelings about Macaulay Culkin. Is this one of those UFO conspiracy things? Did you have yeah. a bad experience when you first saw Home Alone or something? <laughs> um, I, you know, I've got to be honest. I've never really sat through an entire no time for Home Alone. Oh, really? Wow. Oh man, at least when I was a kid, man, it's fun. It's a fun movie. Yeah, well, I was sort of like, um, I was kind of like in my very late teens, maybe even early twenties when that film came out. So, oh wow, you know, I was a, I was a bit old for it. Yeah, I wasn't. 
it was funny as a kid. <laughs> and funny enough, we actually interviewed uh, Davin Rattray uh, a number of years back on, on SFP Now. He actually played uh, McCormick Culkin's uh, brother in the film, the, 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 uh, the fat kid. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah, so... Well, you know that that was a num- number of years back um, because he was in the um, he was in that Bruce Willis film a few years back. Um, can't remember what it was called. It's based on that comic that that you you introduced. Oh, surrogates. Yeah, the surrogates. He was in. Oh, that. I like surrogates. Mm-hmm. I like the surrogates as well. Um, and I thought the film wasn't bad, but the comic was better. Yeah, I've only seen the movie, but I like that. So I probably like the comic too. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. So the revelation of Macaulay Culkin being an alien uh, in a skin suit. <laughs> you heard aside. it first here, everyone. <laughs> yeah, well, the only reason I know about it is David Icke told me so. <laughs> Interesting. So, you know, if David Icke said it, it must be true. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, should we move on to TV now? Yes. Who would start? TV specials does this mean... But can it also just be a t- regular TV show that does a Christmas episode? Yes. Okay. Because there's not that many cool. Christmas specials, yeah. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, I know that Community did a couple of Christmas specials. So. Oh, that's true. Yeah. And Community may be a regular TV show, but the characters are kind of geeky, so. Well, I have about 10 or so of them. 10 or more. Oh, oh my God. Right, so I'll let you guys go first. And... Okay, well, I've got, I've only got, um,. I'll mention the oldest one first, because this is one I remember seeing when I was a kid. And uh, stars Lee Majors, and it came out in season five of the Six Million Dollar Man. And it was called A Bionic Christmas Carol. Hmm. <laughs> and basically, it's just basically just a, a retelling of the Christmas Carol story. Um, with with Steve, Steve Austin sort of like playing the part of all three ghosts. Huh. Yeah, I don't think I'll so. And there's still Scrooge in it? Yeah, there's a Scrooge type character who's on a base and he's, he's heading up a, you know, some sort of like manufacturing plant and um, he's cutting corners. And um, basically, the story is uh, Steve's actually sent in to investigate the fact that he's cutting corners because there's been some like pretty major accident there. So Steve goes out to investigate and, and he finds that the, um, you know, the, 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 uh, the guy that's sort of running the plant is, is basically cutting corners, but he's making it so he's just within a, the, the margin of safety that they, they allow. But he stays behind to investigate and and finds out what this guy's doing and he sort of like scrooges him. Hmm. You know, using his bionics and, um, and, and the fact that he's on... He's on some like some hallucinogenic drugs. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. and this was like not a regular episode of Six Million Dollar Man. It was like a special. It was a regular. It was it was part of the regular season, but it aired in it aired on December twelfth, nineteen seventy six. Ah, um, and it was one hour. Basically, after an accident at a NASA contractor, Steve uses his bionic abilities to convince the gruff penny pinching head of the company to change his callous ways <laughs> nice you know i uh, i watched six million dollar man as a kid i remember liking it and it's interesting that one of the networks now i think i don't know if it's uh i'm not gonna think of the name of it but one of the channels over here now like has been airing that like the reruns of that and i hadn't seen it in forever right probably since i was a kid it's interesting to go back and watch those shows you know that you haven't seen in like such a long time 
I don't know. It's funny. They're still but, pretty good. It, is, it actually is. That's the thing. It actually is still pretty good. It's a core is always funny. And I do this time, you know, like that all slow motion equals amazing agility, speed, and strength. And also, he's breaking the laws of physics every time he lifts a car with one arm. I mean, come on. <laughs> but we used I still to remember that playing in... Bigfoot. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was, on, that was the, the episode that was on recently. <laughs> mm. Yeah, the first in the first episode of Bigfoot, it was Andre the Giant. In the second episode, they used somebody else. Huh. So, yeah, this episode, um, if you want, Jeff, um, and uh, if if you if you if you have Dropbox or something, or I could just send you send you a link. I've actually got the episode on on um, a hard drive somewhere. Okay, cool. So you can give it a look if you like. Um, but that's the that's the song I. One I was in, I'm trying to find out who played the Scrooge character. Cool. So uh, a TV special. I mean, obviously a much beloved one. And okay, guys, this is not really geeky, I guess, at all. Except maybe that it stars a character that's like many geeks when their kids are not accepted at all, and that's Charlie Brown Christmas. <laughs> so there you go. I tried to work it in. Uh, that's a classic. One of Julie's yeah. favorites. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Yes, yeah, Peanuts yeah. comics, right? I I remember seeing that when I was a kid back in yeah. you know, they they used to wear it every year here. Um, oh, on they, the they still do. They wear it every year here. I think since it came out. Yeah. Um, in what the sixties, I think, or something. Um, Peanuts is a pretty my all-time favorite comic strip, and um, so I just love anything with Snoopy and Charlie Brown, and and the, and the new movie again, guys. If people, if you haven't seen it, I can't recommend going watching it enough. It's such a great. They honor the original one so well, and it's just such a good movie. But yeah, that, that uh, Charlie Brown Christmas is great. Yeah, I might, I might actually, uh, I might actually go see that when it comes out here in the UK. But um, I'm going to see Star Wars first. Oh yeah, I've actually got my well, tickets. Yes, I good. I've already bought my tickets. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be seeing it at two forty-five in the afternoon on the seventeenth. Wait go. a minute. Let's see here. So wait, oh shit! They get it before us. Then marks. That means what the hell? That's a bad. <laughs> totally unfair. Let's fly to England. <laughs> actually, better still, we actually get it at midnight on on you know basically Tuesday um, at midnight. You know, we get midnight seventeen. So, so social media know, is gonna be a pain in the butt because everybody's gonna be. Oh dude, spoiled. I gotta yeah. I'm just gonna like maybe I don't know for a few days or a week. And I'm just I'm just gonna tell people I'm not I'm not even going on social media. <laughs> Well, I'm gonna. I, I can't. This is the movie I cannot have ruined. Absolutely not. I'm gonna post a review of it, but what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna. Oh, schedule, do not send that to me. I'm gonna <laughs> schedule it, it for the eighteenth. Uh, All right. Well, that's good. So you know, because I, I don't wanna sort of like post a review with all the spoilers on 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 the seventeenth. Well, good. Know? That's good of you. Mm. Just post a with a picture that spoils something. Yeah, you know, maybe a maybe a picture of a naked Wookie or something. <laughs> no, let's not. <laughs> well, but no, but that's the Wookies are always naked. It's true; they're yeah. always naked. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm basically gonna have to go into Jeff's stash to get that they're one. Of, they're nudists. They're like nudist race on Star Wars. Or they teach well, yeah, children but, with this. So like, but <laughs> so we're like a Steewalks are that way too. They are. They're little nudists. 
<laughs> the Empire was beat by a bunch of little nudists. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Sorry, I want that in the Force Awakens to be the slogan of the like the new Alliance Rebel Alliance. Like, this is why you should not support what remains of the Empire. They were beat by a bunch of little nudists. <laughs> Or that's what, like, uh, I don't know, Finn or Ray can say to Kylo right, Ren in the movie. <laughs> you guys were beat by a bunch of little nudists. <laughs> oh, dear me. Yeah, I, I, I love the Star Wars movies. Um, which talk, talking about which, um, how about the Star Wars Christmas special, people? Yeah, you know, I wish I could remember that, though. <laughs> Did it come out the Locked same out. year? Did it come out the same year, just the year after Star Wars came out, like 77, 78? Is that right? Or I can't remember, but do you know that the, the, the whole thing is actually out there on YouTube? <laughs> it is, right? Okay, good. So yeah, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go watch it. It's, it was like a half an hour special or an hour or something? Or? More like an hour or something. It's quite long. <laughs> and is it all like was it the the main cast were all involved and Yeah, you got Carrie Fisher singing, um sing, Carrie Fisher doing something approximating singing. Now, the, the only thing that's missing is uh, is her dog. It's her dog. You mean from the recent interviews? Yeah. Oh, yeah the dog just, probably wasn't alive yet. <laughs> you know, no. that's, why, that's why the whole concept of the thing failed, because it didn't have Carrie Fisher's dog in it. If it had a dog in it, it would have been a hit. It probably would have been. Yeah. <laughs> we would viral on Twitter if it only existed back then. <laughs> mm-hmm. well, yeah, How that's, was that? Uh, I'm trying to remember. Is the Christmas special something that was like people remember as like being really corny and ridiculous or what? Or yeah, I'm, or I'm surprised they kill Star Wars movies right there. <laughs> it was bad. Oh, so it was really bad. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was bad. Um, it was one. It's kind of like watching a car wreck. <laughs> <laughs> you just can't take your eyes off it. It's all like um, there were different times back then. It's the late seventies. <laughs> And you know, it's all it's all about um, Chewbacca and his family of, of Wookiee nudist. Okay, wait, is it really about Chewbacca or no? Yeah, it all centers around Chewbacca. His family. Oh, yeah. Well, wait a minute. Is it why that they don't know about Christmas, or they actually do celebrate Christmas? They they celebrate something. Or akin, they celebrate something akin to Christmas. Yeah, because they're in like a different galaxy. They shouldn't have Christmas. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Forcemas. Unless, since it's a long time ago, maybe we got Christmas from them. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, if it's forcemas, that means you're all going to be forced to celebrate, right? <laughs> maybe. You have trees of lightsabers. Mm-hmm. Well, you could trim the tree that way. Yeah. Use or cut swans. it down easily, too. An, an evil <laughs> Santa Sith. Mm. Yeah, they yeah. dress in red, so then red lightsabers, that's good. Yeah. No, they don't dress in red. They they basically dress in white. It's just that red's the color that you know their, 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 their suits kind of become. You know? After they kill some people. Yeah, and, and they all train at an avatar. <laughs> okay, but that that's a uh, that that's one that's probably worth mentioning is the uh, Star Wars Christmas episode. Yeah, I gotta go right. I gotta go right to watch that now too. If you haven't seen it, check it out on YouTube. <laughs> We got a viewing list now. Mm-hmm. Anything else before I start mentioning random things? Go well, for it. No, I know that oh. a couple of ones you're going to mention are probably the same as mine, Matt. So. Okay. 
I'm going to go like, uh, well, I guess they're not in any specific order, but so they're a little random. But a few that stood out, good ways or bad ways, of different sci-fi TV shows. So we'll start off with an Odie with Smallville. The episode Lexmas back in 2010. You guys remember that? No. Nope. Okay, hang on. Smallville is one of my all-time favorite shows. Now you got to... Mm-hmm. Lexmas, that title is familiar. What? Give me a little... It's Christmas Eve and Lex uh, travels to, to some city, Granville, I believe. It's something to do with the whole uh, Jonathan Kent Senate race, and he's shot by a couple of junkies. He has this near-death vision, and it's like him like being in his middle-class lifestyle with a pregnant Lana as his wife, and they have a son named Alexander, and all this different jazz. But uh, if I remember correctly, it something it takes a dark turn or something, and Lex and Anne Lex concludes that love is bad, and power, money are what's important. So it's like a reverse. Reversal outcome of that kind of story. A wonderful life. Yeah, and uh, it, which leads him down to a darker path because he like orders that that junkie couple get killed, executed. You know what? It sounds like they completely and utterly ripped off the plot from Black Hatter's Christmas Carol. I, I don't know. I've Black Hatter's. Black Adder, right? Black yeah, Adder. You seen Black Adder, right? Well, nope. in Black Adder's Christmas Carol, it's like a reverse engineered version of a Christmas Carol. He starts off as this really generous, giving giving guy, and he gets haunted by three ghosts, and uh, he becomes this mean-spirited old Grinch by the end of it. Well, it's not, but this sounds like more of a wonderful life to every person in a way, and, and Lex was not already a nice guy to start with, really. Um, he already had a lot of moral ambiguity, I would say, at this point. Uh, a small probably right marks i think so yeah yeah he, i think he was struck he's riding that line and yeah. this is one of those episodes i mean it was fantastic it was a fantastic arc for that that's why he's my favorite uh, michael rosenbaum's like there's my favorite because it's such a great arc that character goes through i think for all those seasons it was and it's almost the only one that has an arc <laughs> that's part of the problem with the show at least for a while they kind of like uh they kind of they're they're afraid to get him too far in their story arcs but not necessarily lex so until yeah. later later seasons. You know, why didn't I... Because I didn't like the whole Red Blur thing. You know, by that point in the series, they may as well just had him become Superman. Well, I, I'm kind of annoyed with Smallville because they never really showed him as Superman. They never just showed him completely in costume with his face. And I'm like, why? <laughs> why can't you show this? <laughs> it's the last episode. Just show it already. <laughs> well, they... See, I actually really... I actually love, though, that Smallville was all about him not being Superman and the journey there, you know? Uh-huh. No, uh, I don't disagree. But yeah. But I, we like I mean, the last vote, you saw, you saw like a faraway shot of the suit in the last episode, basically, right? Of him in the suit. Did he just look bad in it? Is that why they show it? <laughs> well, that's a thing. I, first of all, I actually, I'm, I don't like the last episode of all Smallville. Um, I love the series, but, but yeah, I don't know. Like, he did save some plane or save something. And, uh, wasn't he fighting Darkseid or something? Or was what was it? What was that? Uh, I think that was that was a different season. Yeah, wow. So much. There's ten. I can't keep straight. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm remembering it not looking particularly awesome. <laughs> the shot they used, <laughs> and uh, so I was like, oh, okay, maybe that's why they didn't. <laughs> do it. I don't know if that's well. And I wonder is that around the time whenever they had the new Superman movie? Um, not the newest one, but the one before it. Oh yes, Superman Returns. Superman Returns. I think Superman Returns came out a little well, bit before. Yeah, he was still doing Smallville then. Okay. Because I mean, I saw him on an interview. He said he was. They approached him for the movie, but he he couldn't because he was in Smallville. They couldn't work out the timing to do both. 
Oh, they should have just made that work. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's my, just real quick while we're on this, I know we keep going on tangents in a way, but I don't know if anybody's watching Supergirl. I, I've watched all of them. I really, really so, so want Tom Welling to appear as Superman in the Supergirl series. That'd be nice. Like, I think that, and they've never, Superman's made like one appearance and they haven't shown his face. So he can be anybody right now. And they've already brought back Dean Kane from Lois and Clark. And who's the freaking. And the original Supergirl. Supergirl. Right? Yeah. So, like, oh, dude, I'd be so happy if Tom Welling appears as Superman and Supergirl. It'd be nice. I don't see how they're going to get away from never showing Superman. If the show goes on past season one, they're going to have to. I think at some point. Yeah, they're going to show him. It's going to get kind of ridiculous after a while if you can't. Right. Do, you, do you think it'll get past season one, though? Because apparently the ratings are not that great for it. It's iffy. I, I thought, oh, are the ratings kind of iffy? I don't well, know what they've been. But I think it's not really, I guess it depends on how expensive that show is to make. And, and that's going to right. be a deciding factor. Yeah. Because <clears throat> it's not terrible ratings, but if it's a really expensive show. Yeah. I will say, here's the thing. I think it's definitely getting better. Like, there's... Plenty of stuff I definitely like about the show. I think they're doing good, mm-hmm. and then, but there, there's also every still stuff I'm like, oh, come on, guys, just, what, what's going on? <laughs> um, if you the very last episode though, that most recent, I won't say anything because I don't want to ruin it, spoil it for anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I knew this was coming from day one from the pilot, but what a great reveal of a certain character on that episode! Oh, so good. Yeah, I've suspected this character for a while, and yeah. Somebody but spoiled it, it online, but uh, oh yeah, no, they spoiled it for you. Yeah, I well, I already was. Maybe it was me. Sorry, I was. Yeah. No, I, there's I, a certain media website out there. I'm not going to name oh. it. That actually like a shocking reveal on Supergirl, and the picture actually gave it away. And like really, oh, really, no, that's not that's not nice. <laughs> that wasn't us, was it? No, it wasn't us. But I was like, are you serious? It's like. I mean, you didn't give it away in the title, I guess. That's something. But what so uh, did you did no. you watch it, Mark? I haven't seen it yet. I'm I'm just that oh. one episode behind. Let me know what you think. I think the way they do it and the way they do the character, the CG and all this, I think it's like spot on. Like so you yeah. tell me what you Yeah, I without spoiling it, it's one of my he's one of my favorite characters who I think is very underappreciated in the yeah. universe so i was I'm happy. very under yeah and he's never been i think in a like a live action show like this no actually Ooh. um uh, uh, smallville yes. oh they did i'm sorry you're totally but we never really got to see I'm, again I'm, I'm sorry we're being so vague folks but i really don't want to i hate when people we're talking about things. santa claus <laughs> right <laughs> right santa claus was in smallville um but did they show him in his true identity um, i don't think well, so i don't think so right yeah. so that's what's cool about small uh supergirl that they did i think finally you know yeah. mm-hmm. I'm, ex- I'm excited to see i just haven't got a chance to yet yeah and they've been building up for weeks as well and that character i kind of figured out who it was you know oh, I, knew, I knew from it. like the very first hint they given the pilot basically but it was still cool to they finally revealed it you know so he doesn't have to be a big secret anymore to everybody well to most people it still is but yeah that creative team who does Flash and Arrow also, I like how they don't drag out storylines too long. You know, they kind of surprise you a little bit how soon they reveal certain things that they're teasing. And mm-hmm. I and I would really and I really hope that they do a Flash Supergirl crossover because I've been suspecting they would for a long time. And you know, they they've said though. Well, the CBS execs have said they had no immediate plans to do that. They really wanted to have it be its own show. 
Well, but you're right. I think they should do an Arrow, Flash, Supergirl all together. That would be amazing. That would be amazing. And because Greg Berlanti does all three shows, you know. Yeah, and two things that I think that at least in the back of their minds, like Plan B option that they've kept ready for that to me at least is that they have the whole multiverse element introduced in Flash because it's going to have to be a different universe unless they're if if it's not then it's going to have to be a few years in the future for it to work because otherwise I think people would mention Superman by now and Arrow and, and Flash <laughs> but the other reason is because you notice one power that they have not played up much if she even quite has it I'm, I'm not clear is uh, with Supergirl is super speed and why would you do that unless maybe you're going to have a speedster on there and you don't want to, like, you know, outclass him too much. So, uh, you know what? Well, as you were talking, what's interesting, though, is, like, I don't know if you, again, if you're up on uh, Arrow and Flash this season. They're my two favorite shows right now. But so Constantine, which was an NBC show last year, right, that got yeah. canceled. Mm -hmm. He showed up on an Arrow episode this season. Yeah. And I thought that was super cool, actually. They were like, OK, that got canceled. But you know, hey, we're gonna actually we're gonna still use the character on our other show, um, this other show, right? Mm -hmm. So if Supergirl does get canceled, we could actually it could be cool to still see her on Flash or Arrow, right? Oh, yeah. you know what they could do is, and I think they even did that sort of kinda in one of the storylines is they could have Super if Supergirl gets canceled, why not have Supergirl get lost in Earth Two, Earth One, or whatever? I don't, you know, Flash universe. Yeah, get stuck there. For a little while. And also, the, right. they've got the Guardians of Tomorrow show coming, haven't, haven't they, next year? I mean, Legends of Tomorrow, yeah. Legends yeah. of Tomorrow. And the, and the thing is, they're talking about, you know, if, if it's successful, they're talking about having it every year, but with a different team of heroes every year. So you could always yeah. squeeze Constantine or Super, you know, or Supergirl into one of those. I, I, I imagine they will get Constantine as long as the actor's schedule isn't crazy. I think he's doing a lot of stage work right now, but yeah. Because that was that Arrow episode was like their highest rated before the of the season before. Um, was it the one with him in it? Yeah, I got a big boost from it. I mean, it got dwarfed by the cross the two part crossover, but it was a big high point in the season. It was it was a clever way to bring him in. Mm -hmm. I'm pissed. Hey, so you're off. Say, I'm sorry, uh, Ian. I'm pissed off that they cancelled Constantine. I, I I loved that series. I thought it was fantastic. I, I just don't think NBC was the right fit for it. So, but Marks, what you were saying is Supergirl could be from like Earth 2 going into Barry's, the Flash's Earth 1 world, right? Yeah, or whatever Earth. She could be a different yeah. Earth. The Superman right. Earth. <laughs> yes. Uh, Where Superman exists. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that would be, I think they'd have to do that. They either have to have her be in the near future and where Superman exists. Well, or, yeah, or so, well, we know Barry can time travel too, so he could meet her that way as well. He could. He could. I kind of like the alternate universe. I think it's very fitting for the for DC universe because that's how Power Girl got created, right? Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah, basically, yeah. Wow, it's, it's kind of like we've gone from Christmas to comic books. I know we're getting we're <laughs> getting hooked in it. Okay, we bring right, it back well, to Christmas. Let's reel it back right. in. <laughs> I think there was no way we weren't going to do that at some point, though, right? Probably. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, well, here's something completely different from superheroes. Take a break from that. I don't know if you guys watch American Horror Story, but they do have they did have a nope. Christmas themed episode on the season where they're in a mental asylum, you know, asylum called Unholy Night, where they have a serial killer dressed as Santa Claus going on a killing rampage in the asylum. Ooh. So if you want a darker turn, that's a good good one to check out. Mm -hmm. It's a pretty creepy episode. Right. What else you got? Uh, okay, well, back to superhero. <laughs> <laughs> good, uh, good. Remember Lois and Clark. Was the night before Mixmas, I think is how you pronounce it. I believe the episode was 1996. 
and it's Christmas Eve in Metropolis. There's some kind of staff party going on. Uh, Mr. Mixiplex. I hope we're pronouncing that right. I always kind of mix yeah. Oh, they actually put him in the show? Yeah. And uh, he shows up and does a thing where it, it creates a time loop where the clock strikes 4 p.m. Christmas Eve gets reset. Kind of, kind of like a Groundhog Day meets Christmas theme thing. And they have to stop him. Cool. So I thought that was a, a neat episode. And I always liked that they brought that character to the show. How was... Um, I never... I've seen a little bit, but I never got really into Lois and Clark. Did you enjoy it? Like, was it a good series? Yeah, when I was yeah young, I haven't watched it for a long time, so I don't know how it how it dates. But I thought it was it captured the feel of the show pretty well, and the relationship between those two characters really really well. How much they they also showed him as Superman though, right? Yes, doing stuff. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I've got the first season of it on DVD. I've not watched it in a while though, but it it, it was pretty fun. Um, you know, it was a fun show. Yeah. Um. It's kind of very much of its time, though. Um, it's very, uh, what, what time period? Was it early 90s? 90s, yeah. 90s, yeah. Early 90s, yeah. Um, you know? It was very, very that time period. But it was pretty good. It was definitely one of the better, if not best, superhero TV shows up to that point, I would say, uh, mm-hmm. for visual effects and all that jazz. So. Yeah, I've got, I've got a couple of other episodes um, that I can mention. Um I'm gonna leave Eureka to you because that's kind of like something that we can that we both sort of like got on our list, Matt. But um, there's there's a couple that I've got here. One's one's um, from a new show called um, called Scorpion, which is about a team of uh, super geeks. They they they've all got um, genius IQs and they they're kind of like a think tank that help help um, help the U.S. government with missions and stuff like that. And uh, they did a Christmas episode last year called Dominoes. Um, and basically, a 10-year-old boy is trapped in a rock slide and sinkhole near the beach. And the team have to find a way to rescue him before the rising tide fills it up with water. And what they do in this, they get one of these hospital breathing machines that they, they use for, you know, for people that when they're, going, when they're having operations mm-hmm. they, they, on these machines that breathe for them. And they get one of those, and and they send that down, send the tubing down, and they make the guy, the, the young boy, you know, use that to breathe with, while the water's thinging all over his head and everything. It's sort of like it's all very clever, <laughs> sort of thing. I'm not sure if, um, I'm I'm not sure about the scientific plausibility of a lot of things that they do, but it's it's a fun action show, and this uh, this episode Dominoes, it's all like uh, it's kind of like a, a fun little take on on Christmas. With, with you know with disaster yeah when you think about it it's sort of like an ensemble team of macgyver people in a way it's like macgyver with team yeah MacGyver. but they've all got above average um, genius iqs you know their leader is based on an actual person the leader is actually based on on, on a, a, a real person called walter o'brien mm-hmm. who's basically got um, an iq which is in the 190s cool Basically, Walter O'Brien, as he was a young boy, he actually hacked into NASA's computers to see if there was really aliens. Oh. And that's how he got onto. That's how he got <laughs> to onto. To see if Macaulay Culkin was a lizard. Yeah, alien. He, he probably revealed yeah. the secret. Yeah, it was him Wait. and David Dyke that uncovered that. <laughs> now, is that really why he hacked in, though? Was are you being serious about the alien thing? No, no, I don't know why he uh, hacked in. Because uh, but... that'd be cool if he did. That was the reason. But basically, hacked in because he wanted um, he wanted a, a picture of the. Uh, of an experimental space shuttle, and he wanted the uh, blueprints put on his wall when he was a kid. So he just oh. hacked into NASA's computers to get that. I want, I want a blueprint of that, that stealth 
<laughs> a nuclear mm-hmm. bomb. Let's get that. <laughs> what could go wrong? <laughs> Is uh, I've kind of been meaning to check out Scorpion, but I haven't. So it's a good show. Yes, it's a pretty good show if you if you ignore some of the dodgy science. <laughs> you know, the characters are fun and, and stuff like that. You know, it's um, there's not. There's a lot of people critique criticizing it because it's basically done by the same people that did new Star Trek movies and stuff like that, and they're going on about Hawaii the, uh, Five-0 too, right? Yeah, and they're going oh, on so about it's, uh, it's Kurtzman and Orky, Orsi. Yeah, it's Kurtzman and Orsi, but it's it's not a bad show. It's it's a fun little show. I I enjoy it. I've always you seen know, the pilot in, in a handful of episodes scattered about. Oh, the pilot's brilliant. <laughs> the pilot's really fun. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, those know. guys do a lot of great stuff though. So. They do. I mean, I, I actually, uh, I actually really enjoy it. It's a, it's a good series, and it's, it's well worth the watch. I mean, you know, I tune in for it every Thursday. And so what, what, and before Matt, before Matt, so I've got another one as well to mention very quickly. I want to squeeze it in yeah. before we go to Eureka because I know that you, you're gonna, you got Eureka on your list, which is same as I've got. An episode of Quantum Leap called the Little Miracle, a Little Miracle, and it aired actually. You aired on the 21st of December in 1990. And it's another Scrooge-type episode. Um, Sam and Al scare the Dickens out of a rich Scrooge character who wants to tear down a mission and build a high-rise shopping complex. Mm. And basically, um, this guy is so sensitive to sort of like, uh, things that he can actually see Al. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so like Al, he thinks Al's a ghost? Well, he can actually see Ang and he wonders what's going on at, at, um, at first. And what they do is he actually exploit that and they have Al play all the ghosts. <laughs> nice. Ah, cool. You know, what was the episode called? It's called A Little Miracle. Hmm. And that came, that out, came out in 1990 on the 21st of December. And uh, it's basically, he leaps into this, uh, this, this butler to this, uh, this Scrooge type character. Basically, so like him and Al have to make him change his ways. Cool. I think it's a nice little episode. It's um and and the the episode is actually set you know it's set on the twenty fourth of December nineteen sixty two. Hey, so remind me a little about Quantum Leap because I love that show. But was it just like his consciousness that was leaping into the people's bodies? Was his real body still somewhere in the future or his present time? I don't know. They never explained. Was that, that never? They had never explained that. It never, never did explain that. It was sort of like um, it had to be his consciousness leaping into different people, but you know they never explained where his body was, um, unless his body had disintegrated because you know they did that finale to leap home and you know he oh, never made terrible. it. Yeah, it's kind of you know? yeah, it's kind of a bummer ending in a way. That's <laughs> horrible. I mean, yeah, it, yeah, they never said what happened to his body. And he, of course, when he look in a mirror, we would see him as him. But you right. look in a mirror and stuff; everybody else sees him as you know the body he's in. Mm-hmm. But, but he I mean, would see him. He when he looked in the mirror, he would see the whoever he was in, right? That's correct. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's um, it's one of those um, it's it's basically it's the only Christmas themed episode that they did on Quantum Leap. Huh. Um, you know, you'd kind of think that they do more. You know, they'd, they'd done more because ba- basically, Quantum Leap, it was kind of like um, everything that Christmas is about. It's kind of like helping your fellow man, you know, and, and, and you know, your fellow human beings. You know, when he leaps into, leaps into these people, he sort of like changed their lives, um, mostly for the better. 
Yeah, you'd think they do more. So, so it definitely fits Leap's uh, tone. You know, so given the tone, it would have fit. I'm just saying. Well, that reminds me of one talking about leaping or, or something like that, and about making a mall. There is an episode you might not know as well, a TV show that a lot of people don't always say good things about is Sliders. Remember Sliders? Sliders! Yes. Oh, I yeah. I've, got, I've actually got an episode on... Now on, I understand on, your leap segue. Yes. <laughs> Season's Greetings, a 1996 episode where they go to... A, a season two then, right? Um, I think so. I think so. Maybe season three. Uh, I thought it came out in 95. Anyway, keep going. Sorry. I think it is season two. It sounds right. And they go to Earth where it's been overrun by rampant consumerism. And now yes. it's all one huge mall. Yes. So, and everybody's got slave-like devotion to the shopping gods and Christmas is, is nothing more than a marketing campaign. So. And uh, it, it, um, it guest starred um, Chase Masterson. That episode did? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I, I recently seen it about two, three years ago. So I've got the, I've got this, I've got the first three seasons. Of That's what I got too. Yeah. I re- and I refused to buy anything else because it went to total shit after that. It got a little rough, yeah. yeah. You know what? I'm so glad you brought that up though, because I love the show Sliders. I, I love Sliders too. A lot of people. Well, here's the thing. Go. Um, first of all, I think that show was such a great concept, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, and it's so much potential, so much you could do with it, and. Re, like when I got the DVDs and rewatched it, the, the problem is the show is very hit or miss, right? Yeah. I think they would do a crap episode and then they would do a good episode. And then, like, it never could really find, I think, a steady ground of being good or get progressively better. Mm-hmm. Uh, and once they lost the professor, John Reese Davies, who I think is amazing, then I would just forget it. I'm done. Like, this is just really, just totally went downhill. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they start, characters start dying off and it. They, none of them really had a happy ending in that show. And then they got the stupid Cro-Mags, which never worked as the enemy, I think, the big villains to me. No, they never quite worked, did they? It's yeah, an interesting concept, just didn't, they didn't yeah. quite pull it off. But there was some, they, there were some damn good episodes, though. There was, and I just loved the concept, and I thought the head, when it started, it had just such, such a strong cast and so many possibilities. Yeah, I, I love Jerry O'Connell. He was great as Quinn Mallory. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was John, very, yeah. John Reese davis I've actually met John Reese davis Have you? Yeah, it's a really oh, nice yeah. guy. It was a very brief meeting uh, because it was basing one of these signing fairs, and I, I met him there and uh, got got you know got his signature and everything. And um, you know he's really 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 nice guy. Really so like really so like um, he's very gregarious in in real life, as in so like very outgoing and you know sort of thing. Uh-huh. He was asking me what the score was, the football score, because he you know he's a football fan. And unfortunately, I'm not, so I couldn't really tell him. <laughs> So, you let him you got, down, Ian. You let him down. I, I feel so bad for letting him down. <laughs> you guys remember the the episode where Quinn goes to the they go to the world and Quinn beats the younger version of himself because time is moving at a different speed. Yeah. Anyway, if you watch it again, I honestly think that's probably one of the finest hours of TV that's ever been created. Like well, that's one of my favorite episodes. One of my favorite episodes of Snyder's is when they go into that. Um, they go go into that. Parallel universe where they they haven't invented antibiotics and uh, everyone's dying of this re- really sort of like a nasty virus and Quinn's kind of like patient zero. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's, a man, it's a manhunt for him. That was one of my favorite episodes and another one which you know it's not favorite but I found it quite funny was the one where they leaped into uh, the parallel universe where where England actually 
beat America in the yeah. wild. Yeah, I bet you like that. Yeah. <laughs> Too bad that would never happen in real life. Whoa. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if we had nuking of bombs back then and we were able to nuke France back then, we could have we could have stopped them from blockading the uh, blockading the like sea to prevent the English reinforcements from getting in. I guess you could, but. A lot of nuclear oh, fallout close to you. Uh, that parallel universe is actually pretty nice and happy, right? That one? Where you can control everything? Um, no. No? <laughs> no, because everyone was as miserable as everyone is here in the UK. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't even think I don't even think the they, they actually had a, a healthcare system that was free at the point of use either in, in, in when you know with with the uh, English running America in, in that and oh, I guess I remember it wrong. I don't remember that episode correctly then. <laughs> <laughs> no, because if remember I think I think John Reese Davis's character becomes um, a revolutionary against against yeah. the English crown sort of thing, which is okay. quite funny. Yeah. Oh, cause he yeah, because he his character is English in that, right? Or Scottish or something or yeah, he's, he's English in that, English, but he, right? yeah. he takes the American side in it, and he's like, yeah. kind of, you know, he, he kind of, you know, speaks out against the crown that are running, running America. Mm-hmm. He would always, every episode he would always call somebody like a blistering idiot. That was always my favorite part. <laughs> you blundering idiot, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mr. Mallory. <laughs> All right, so you yeah. we mentioned Eureka. So Eureka had two that I know of. Christmas Eve episodes. Mm-hmm. The first one was Oh Little Town in 2010, yep. which was where uh, Taggart was studying Scientology. <laughs> and he, who's trying to do like a shrink ray type thing, like trying to figure out how uh, how Santa might be able to carry so many presents, right? And of course, it, mm-hmm. it's Eureka, so malfunctions. And that causes chaos. I believe when the whole town shrinking or what happened out of that, I can't remember now. Do you remember? Or no, it's the Christmas tree, like, starts growing, or... Do you remember? I don't, no, because I, you know, that, that one's, like, uh, furthest from my mind. The the one that I the one that I picked was uh, the second one, which was the animated one. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's the second one. It's it, They had to try to figure out how to regrow the town. It shrunk. I think they, they ended it with rocket-powered sleigh over the town and stuff. So, but yes, the second one you're mentioning is, do you see what I see the next year, which was a better one. And it had some kind of photon emitter or something. They were trying to make snow, and it back. And it's Eureka, so it backfired. <laughs> they got they have a lot of accents in Eureka, and uh, and they had all these different types of animated type styles, which is really cool. Yeah, it was, it was quite funny to watch that, you know, because uh, you, you you get one scene in one animated style, and then all of a sudden it's whole and shift. <laughs> yeah, because they did like Looney Tunes style, Simpsons, Peanuts, all sorts. Of, they had stop motion. And, and yeah. even like anime-ish style, they had like ninja snowmen and stuff. It's a pretty crazy episode. Did, have you seen it, Jeff? Yeah, you know what? I've never seen Eureka. No. Oh, you I didn't know they did. They, so they did a full animated episode one time. Just about, yeah, most of it. Wow. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. It was a good episode. And uh, you know, Eureka is actually um, is kind of one of these gentle sort of like uh, night drama comedy series. In, in a town full of sort of like super geeks and scientists. <laughs> yeah. They have yeah. they have dark moments here and there, but yeah, overall they're pretty uh it's it's a lighter show. Mm-hmm. A liar show? In, in tone, yeah. It's got a little comedy mixed in. Mm-hmm. 
Might like it. I don't know. <laughs> uh, we so, should mention Doctor Who, though, because obviously they have a Christmas special all the time. What, what, yeah. what was your favorite Christmas special out of all of them? Um, for me, the uh, the Christmas Carol one that they did with Matt Smith, Matt Smith's first Christmas ep- episode, uh, is my favorite. Oh, yeah. I don't remember that one very well, unfortunately. Mm. Well, and, and I can remember it. It was kind of like... Um, you know, Amy and Rory had just got married, so they, they, they weren't in it that much until sort of near the end. And, um, you know, we, the Doctor had to sort out this problem and sort out this Scrooge character on, on the planet. Oh, yes. You know, okay, sort of save Amy and Rory sort of thing. And um, But it was really well done. You know, the, you know they had, um, had some great moments in it and, you know, some fantastic CGI effects and... And stuff like that. And, that, and it's probably the most Christmassy special that they've done. I mean, to be honest, um, I'm not really a fan of the annual Christmas Doctor Who special um, because I'm 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 sort of like more of a classic series fan, and they never had them in the classic series. Not 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 every year anyway. Whereas now they do and do them every year, and every year they have this Christmassy one, and it just sort of like don't really fit well with the tone of Doctor Who, to be honest, for me. One of the ones I liked quite a bit, the more recent one was Santa Claus was interesting, but, but, uh, or what they thought was Santa Claus. The one, the Christmas Evasion one, I kind of liked. That was the first one. Yeah, because they, they had robot Santas and they're armed with flamethrowers and guns and stuff and remote control Christmas trees and a bunch mm-hmm. of craziness. That, that was a good one, I've got to admit, because uh, David Tennant's entry, I think, because basically David Tennant. He, 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 he's only in the last 10 minutes of that one, mm-hmm. speaking unconscious, of course, you know, because throughout the rest of it, he's pretty much an unconscious, numbering wreck, <laughs> because he's just post-regeneration. <laughs> so, and that was what was kind of good about it, was that, you know, it's like, um, you had a bit, you know, you had a bit more interaction between Rose and Mickey and, and, and her mom and that. What about you, Jeff? Yeah. Did you see that? Do you watch Doctor Who? Uh, no, you know, I, well, when I was a kid, yeah, I, I did. And like, I think, you know, it was the fourth was Tom Baker. Is that right? Yeah. That was my yeah. favorite in the classics. Yeah. That's I think what I remember watching as a kid and, and enjoying, but I tried a couple different times to get into the, you know, the recent ones from what's, uh, the ninth doctor onward, I guess, right. It is. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, I just haven't been able to do it, man. Can't get into it. Mm. And, this uh, last I, season... This last season has actually been one of the best I've had in a couple of years, to be honest. I haven't seen most. Of I've only seen the first three episodes so far. I need to catch up. Yeah, with uh, shit. What uh, Peter Capaldi, right? Yeah, Peter Capaldi like is him. actually really yeah. good. You know, he's a uh, he's he's actually Peter Capaldi is in 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 quite a few scenes. He's playing it similar to how Tom Baker would. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah. Aren't they doing a Sherlock Christmas thing? I oh, thought? they are. Yeah. Isn't it about yes. to come out? Gonna gonna be out on New Year's Day. Yeah. Oh, New Year's Day. Okay, cool. Yeah. And it's set in Victorian London, so it's actually set in the in in the um, original timeline for sure. Oh Holmes. wait, so it's not it's not starring Benedict Cumberbatch and Martin Freeman, or it is? Yeah, it is. But they they, they basically it's um it's a, it's a one off story set in Victorian London with them they're playing, playing like Watson. they're playing like the the original. Yeah. Yeah. Not, I don't think they're going to explain it. It's just going to be a one-off special where they're in Victorian times. The yeah. actors are playing them. So they're playing like not really their their current roles. They're playing like a different it's, version. Of it's an Earth 2. Okay, thank you. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Thank you. 
<laughs> so, so speaking of Earth 2, so real quick, the, my, the only two ones I thought of were actually the most recent episodes of Arrow and Flash, which were the mid-season finales this season. Uh, they were both Christmas-themed. Oh, that's right, yeah. And uh, I think they were both well done uh, um, because they both had a lot of, like, I think, good family stuff that went on. Some interesting reveals, which I, again, will not tell what that is because it just good, came out. They, 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 um, they don't air here until uh, Tuesday and Wednesday. Okay, yep, I will not say what it is, but, uh, but some nice family-focused stuff, some interesting reveals, some in- good cliffhangers, particularly on Flash, which they are very good at, I feel. Like Arrow does one too, but I think Flash is the better one, the cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, yeah, but uh, they were, uh, yeah, I, I liked it. I liked both of them. I think they were good good Christmas episodes. They were. Yeah, that, that, I, I like those two series, but I, I, like, you, like yourself, Jeff, I, I, think, I think the Flash is stronger than Arrow, to be honest. Yeah. As a series, I think what's sort with Arrow is they keep doing these flashback things, and I think they should just sort of like dispense with the flashbacks now and just get on with the general narrative for the episodes. I agree. Season three agree on, well. their flashbacks have been weak. Yes, you're right. After seasons one and two, they were fine, but that's when you had Manu Bennett in there, right, as, with Deathstroke, mm-hmm. and I think that's why that all worked, and that worked into the present too. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, I, yeah, I agree. You're right. Let's just get rid of the flashbacks and focus on the present at this point. I agree. Uh, you know, they could do like one or two flashbacks each season to tie something, but they're really stretching the concept now, trying to do it every episode. It just doesn't work. Yeah. Do you have another one, Jeff? Nope. That was it. And I love seeing recently Trickster in Santa Claus outfit. Oh, oh. yeah. Mark Hamill, right. Play, got the re- Once again, reprises Trickster role, and he got the dress of Santa Claus. Yeah. Right? He was so Joker in that one, too. He would be a great Joker. Uh, oh, he is a great Joker. Yeah. yeah. In the animated series, he was yeah, he he's the best uh, animated series Joker, in my opinion. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. It, was actually, it was actually his first um, rendition of the Trickster in the original in, in the original Flash series that actually got in the yes. role of Joker. Yep. Yeah, I like oh, how that guy in the that. role of the Joker? That, yeah, that that was basically what what got them looking at him for the role of doing the Joker in the animated series was the fact they they did the Trickster in that Flash series. Cool. Which is amazing because I didn't think anyone watched that original Flash series. I did. I did. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. I, I liked it. I did. It was a. I mean, it's I it's very uh, old school. Yeah. Or well, I should say old school. Eighties Batman 90s, style. 90s. Yeah. yeah. Is very influenced by that those movies, like both costume, both look, cinematography, and everything. Music it certainly wasn't great, but at the time, like I was just like, "Holy shit!" There's a superhero series on TV. This is awesome. <laughs> there were so <laughs> few compared to now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think now we're kind of spoiled with it all now. Yeah, yeah. I think there's there's almost too much superhero TV. I don't think they can do too many more at one time, but we'll see. I welcome the challenge of them trying. <laughs> so let me shoot off a few real quick that I think should be mentioned or that I liked. Buffy the Vampire Slayer, an episode of Men's, 1998. You guys remember that? Nope. Which I one's that? Watched, I never watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer, I'm afraid to say. I never got into it. Oh, man. Now you, are, you got something to go watch now. I know, right? Jeez. Amazing show. But they had, they, what episode was that? Well, it was a twist on A Christmas Carol, in a way, with Angel haunted by his, his past. They had, like... Uh, flashbacks of Victorian times and he has victims returning from the dead telling him basically trying to push him to suicide and uh, the final scenes were really nice they had snow falling kind of nod to the spirit of Christmas as Buffy 
helps Angel not commit suicide, obviously, you know. I think I'm pretty sure I could be misremembering, but pretty sure what he was facing then was tied into the, the first evil eventually in the last season. So that was like a, a hint to that that character before it would come later. So in the final in the final season of Buffy, you mean? Yeah, the final season of Buffy. Okay, I think that was supposed to be the the how that tied in together, if I remember correctly. So it was a it was a touching episode. It had it taking place during Christmas. It was it was interesting. They didn't do a whole lot of Christmas compared to Halloween for Buffy, but uh, that was a, a good one. I've got one I'd like to very quickly quickly mention. Um, I can't remember what the actual title of the episode was, but um, do you guys, if you guys remember Alf? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, Alf had a pretty fun Christmas episode. It's sort of like it was a two-parter where the, the Tanners have gone they've gone on holiday to this cabin that they've been left by this old, old guy who is contemplating suicide. And basically, Alf gets into a bit of a fight with the Tanners over, the, over, the, over, the, over having given away what everyone was getting for Christmas sort of thing. And winds up so like at this hospital meeting this old guy and and so like talking him out out committing suicide. But into the bargain, he also helps uh, this little girl who's so like um, kind of dying of a terminal illness. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's it nice. it it quite a funny episode, but it's also <laughs> quite touching and uh, syrupy and funny. I just and... love how like I hear uh, terminal illness, suicide. It was a quite funny episode. <laughs> <laughs> It was kind of like it's kind of like Alf's take on it. It's a wonderful night, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that that was a fun one. All right, well, I have, I have three more I want to mention. I'm all done. I promise. Well, that's my last one. Okay. So. Do you have any more, Jeff? Nope. Fire away. All right. So a more recent one. I don't know if you guys have seen. Is from the show Grimm. It's 2013. It was 12 Days of Krampus, which is funny because that was a Krampus movie, right? Yeah. And if you guys haven't watched it, basically there's a Krampus-type creature that starts attacking kids. I can't remember they're teenagers or, or how old they were exactly, but um, kidnapping them. And they're trying to figure out what's going on. They first think it's I think, crazy in a Santa suit or whatever. And they eventually figure out that it must be Krampus. And basically what ends up happening is they find where he kidnapped the children and he's going to hang them from the tallest tree at the tallest spot. That helps him figure out where, where it is because he hangs them there and he devours them on winter solstice. Uh-huh. I remember it. Yeah. yeah, and they save him last minute and then they're debating where to kill it. And then it turns into a normal person. You find out this guy gets essentially possessed by whatever this is once a year. And uh, so they don't kill him. And they're not quite what, sure what it is. It's something a little different than what they faced before. So it was an interesting nod to the whole mythology of Krampus. And it was a good episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's last season that episode is. You know, it's only a year, 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 year ago. No, I think it was 2013, wasn't it? Pretty sure. It, it probably aired in 2013, but it was part of the part of the last series. And it's the eighth episode, of season three, I think. Actually, I haven't noted here. Another one is X Files: How the Ghosts Stowed Christmas. Do you guys remember that? Vaguely. Ghosts, ghosts trying to get uh, Mulder and Scully to kill each other. Suicidal ghosts again, kind of like like Buffy in a way, <laughs> the angel. <laughs> Suicide and, and Christmas go together apparently. So that that was an interesting uh, Christmas themed X Files episode, which I don't think they did very many of those. Did you see that? No. See it, Jeff? Did you watch X Files? Uh, uh, yeah, I did watch X Files uh, quite a bit. I don't remember that one though. 
Yeah, I can't remember. I, I didn't know here what what season or episode that was. Probably around about season four or five, I'd, I'd guess. I mean, I, I vaguely remember it. Yeah, it was definitely like probably the second half of that of that series. And then finally, last but not least, because I love Supernatural, is a very supernatural Christmas, and that's where they yeah. they end up fighting two disguised pagan gods basically during Christmas, and uh, and it was a very funny episode. Also led to some flashbacks to a young Samadine. They're kind of crappy Christmas were like in motel rooms waiting for their father to return from hunting and had some touchy moments. Yeah, indeed. It's it's quite funny as well when when Sam and Dean were captured and they're going to be cooked. Mm -hmm. And these two sort of like pagan spirits of Christmas were cannibals. (laughs) Yeah, they eat people, right? They eat people. uh, And they're like this uh, perfect... Christmassy couple, like all smiles and you know, you know, way over the top kind of thing. But they're really pagan gods, <laughs> and I and I think they toyed around with the idea it might be Krampus too at first when they're trying to figure out what what they're facing. So, mm-hmm. well, there's actually one more that I can think of, or well, actually two more, but it's the same series, and uh, I know that they're on your list initially, Matt's um, Warehouse Thirteen. Oh yeah, I think I skipped over that. So mm-hmm. you go for it. What's what, what do you think? Well, I think the first Warehouse 13 Christmas episode, I can't remember the title of it, so I don't know if you got in your notes, was was actually stronger than the second. Well, one of them Secret Santa, I'm not sure which one was first. Secret Santa 2010? Secret, Secret Santa was the first one, I think. That's one guest stars uh, the guy that played Harry Dresden. Yeah, that's it. And the second one, I can't remember the title of it, but it's basically... Paul Blackthorn is his name. Yeah. The second one they did was basically their take on It's a Wonderful Life, where, you know, sort of like... Uh, Eddie McClintock's character gets to see, um, you know, a, di- oh. a different universe sort of thing, and it was it was kind of like a, I remember being I remember actually being in a conference call with Eddie McClintock and uh, and some of the cast when they were actually talking about this uh, second one, and they were bigging it up. And uh, it's, as soon as I mentioned the plot device of it, I thought, oh, this is just their version of Wonderful Life. And when I watched it, I was just ultimately disappointed. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I wasn't too thrilled that episode, but it was it was okay. Secret well, Santa was that, better. Yeah, Secret Santa was better because it was actually funnier. And I think what what happened there is this uh, workaholic. He, he got so so into his work and his success that it kind of like alienated his daughter and his um, and his wife. And um, they, they, you know, because of that, they they kind of like it turned out being so like a an artifact that that. That sort of like channeled the worst side of this of this uh, business guy, mm-hmm. sort of thing. I can't remember the exact plot device of it, but I, I remember enjoying it. Yeah, it was a good episode overall. And of course, Paul Blackthorne's great in Arrow. <laughs> mm-hmm. Lance, right? Yep. Yeah. I thought he made a good Dresden too. Uh, um, Dresden Files had a lot of problems with it, but uh, I think that show could have had potential. Mm. It probably would have done better if they, in retrospect, if they'd actually shown the original pilot movie for it. They never did show it, but I've actually got it somewhere on a on 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 a on a hard well, drive. Well, what they did is they cut it and they cut it down to half size and made it like episode eight or six or something like that. Yeah, I think it got. I think it kind of got split up over several episodes. I think. Yeah, they might have took a few scenes from other stuff too and spread it out. That was. Uh, I think they just, I don't know who the showrunner was, but they just, I think they, if they just took a little bit more time, 
because I've I hadn't read the books yet, but I have now, and there was just so much missed opportunity when it, they did a show from the books. Yeah, I've actually read all the books, Max. You got you got about um, I think you've got about ten more to read in order to get caught up. Yeah, I'm on book six, I think, right now. Yeah, they're oh. good. They're good books. I finished book sixteen, um, probably summer of last year. Is it six? I thought they were only fourteen. No, I think they're I think they're heading towards sixteen. Mm. Dresden Files. If you like urban fantasy mysteries and stuff, Dresden Files is the book series to to read. Yeah, someone needs to do a web series, um, not on Dresden Files, but maybe something that's inspired by Dresden Files. Yeah. So anyway, that's it for me. Yeah, I'm all out. That's, that's a lot of Christmassy stuff we went over. It was. <laughs> but you know, um, Jeff, is there going to be a Christmas episode of Super Geeked Up? Have you got that planned? Uh, well, since here's what we're doing the next couple of weeks on Super Geeked Up, we're doing a lot of Star Wars stuff. And since I think the best Christmas gift is a new Star Wars movie, I'll say yes, we are doing a Christmas thing on Super Geeked Up. <laughs> uh, but you know what? We actually, I'm not sure exactly when we're airing this, but this, and I don't even know what date it is actually right now. Right? Okay, so December, <laughs> December 6th, Wednesday, December 16th, we're doing our Star Wars extravaganza. I'm super geeked up right before Force Awakens comes out. Mm-hmm. I kind of just celebrating everything Star Wars and doing a lot of Star Wars theme stuff. And then the week after that, December 23rd, we're going to talk all about what we thought about the Force Awakens. And, um, and that episode, the 23rd, we'll, um, we'll do, we, we pretty much always do some kind of Christmas themed thing right before Christmas. Yeah. So I'm sure we will. And you can, people, if you're, you can check that out at supergeekedup.com. It's every Wednesday night, 11 p.m. Eastern. And uh, yeah, you just you can watch live, tweet along. We retweets on the air. We talk back and forth with guests and people watching, and it's a lot of fun. And and uh, these guys have been uh, kind enough to be on our show, and and also just also watch and tweet along other times too. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a great show. I mean, I, um, I I watch them whenever I can, but unfortunately, I don't have time to watch them all. Well, screw you then. I'm just kidding. No, thank you. <laughs> Well, Merry fucking Christmas, man. Uh, no, thank you very much. I do appreciate both of you when you when you guys get to tune in. That's awesome. Yeah, I like checking it out. And, of course, Genretainment, SciFiPulseRadio.com. We're also on Facebook as Genretainment. And I'm on Twitter at Mr. Marks, M-R-M-A-R-X. Mm-hmm. So you can always yes. keep Genretainment there. Uh, and I'm, I'm at, at SuperGeekedUp is the best Twitter to reach me at. Um, and also, by the way, all, all the Sci-Fi Pulse and John Retainment and Super Geeked Up are also all on the League of Geeks network on Blog Talk Radio. So if you go to blogtalkradio.com slash League of Geeks, you can find all three shows. Yep. SFP Now is also on, on League of Geeks on Blog Talk Radio, but we're also at sci-fipulseradio.com. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's about it for this Christmas uh Christmas extravaganza. You've been listening to a conglomeration of SFP now, genre entertainment, and super geeked up. So. Merry Christmas! Yay, motherfucker! <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that. Did you? <laughs> I actually just thought of it just before. Well, surfing aliens. That's how they always that's, ended it. You no, know, that's that's he always ended it yep, that way, right? Yep. I think that's actually a nice. <laughs> since he doesn't do a show anymore, which is a bummer. That's yeah. a nice ode to him. Yes. <laughs> Hasta la vista, baby. 